Can you imagine? Do you remember all of the stops in ice cream shops by Joe Bama Biden? Joe Bama Biden could never have a moment like this. These are the moments that mainstream media don't want the world to know about Trump. These are the moments that causes them to shiver when they think about people seeing the the side of Donald Trump that everyone in his circle everyone that comes in contact with him that are not snakes this is the president trump that they don't want anyone to see and they did all they could since he came down that escalator to announce his president his candidacy for president of the United States of America, he received more bad, uh, negative uh, media coverage than any president in history. They kept it going throughout his presidency, but there are people by the millions that experience, that have seen this side of him over and over again. But you know what? The tide is turning, baby. It looks like the tools that they weaponized against us are fading away. They are turning against them. We're going to talk about a little bit of that on tonight um, as we roll into episode 475. Are the weaponized tools turning on the left? And I present to some, and <laughs> I introduce to others, <laughs> no <none> other <laughs> than Will Jones. And welcome, 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 patriots, saints, friends, and family to the Apostolic Conservative Show. And I am mighty glad to have you with us on tonight. In fact, indeed, I am excited. If you would, do this for me right now. If you have not done it already, please share Please like, hey, throw some comments in there. Uh, let somebody know about the Apostolic Conservative Show uh, uh, to help us get around those algorithms that big tech uses to suppress our voice. We are the new news in Christian format while debunking the mainstream media. Uh, sit back and relax. Let's go for a ride and cover uh, several different contents. Uh, several different things from uh, chicken fires to uh, to the juju jab, and we'll get into so many other things uh, right after. We the 
people were just okay. We were just quiet, sitting back. We were excited. Then when they started messing with them, no other choice but to step up. Bear with me, guys. We'll, we'll come with you in just a moment. We'll come back live in just a moment. All right. Had a little, little hiccup in the setup, but that's all right. We'll get up and get forward with this. All right. So many of you guys probably remember the uh, the pastor that was raided uh by the fbi uh back during the elections um because he just happened to go against the wishes of our lord and dictators uh not our lord and savior but our lord and dictators which they he wished that he was uh emperor or monarch or or whatever you would like to call it but uh this pastor dare went against the wishes of the woke left and uh, Joe Obama Biden and his regime, and he dare give counseling to uh, pregnant mothers that were on their way to Planned Parenthood centers. And if you recall, the FBI, um, right during the elections, uh, within a month or so of the elections up in Pennsylvania, uh, he he was raided in the middle of the night with his children, uh, two children, and they came in about 30 deep, FBI agent with guns drawn, uh, a pastor that has ne never been in any trouble and uh, as far as uh, with uh, the law, uh, and they raided him and his family and terrorized them, uh, much as they've done uh, with anyone that was there on the Capitol on that day, whether they, uh, they destroyed property or they, I mean, uh, let me put it this way, whether they did not destroy property or they did not attack authority, police authority or anything like that, uh, they didn't fall into the okey-doke with uh, many, many J6ers uh, being led uh, by Ray Epps and uh, those other informants that were working on the behalf of the FBI, they still getting their houses raided, even though they they did nothing up there. Well, this is what happened to this pastor. And, and, it, and in fact, this is what happens in tyrannical uh, governments when they run wild. And this is why... It doesn't happen on a mass scale in the United States, what they're doing, uh, because 
many many of us uh, exercise our Second Amendment right. And in the United States of America, more than any country in the world, we have uh, the right uh, to bear arms. And uh, that is much why they don't just bulldoze over us uh, like they do in many different countries. We're going to keep it moving. But here, let's go on into this uh, video right here. Lord, we know where two or more are gathered in your name. You are there in our midst. Your spirit is here. has been present with us, consoled us, and strengthened us, and fortified the journey. For all of us, I thank you for all. Uh, your hands and feet that are represented right here this body of Christ which is before me and within my domestic church and to Pastor Bill and, and always all, always those willing to, to pray Lord we just we know the power of prayer we know it moves mountains we know that with prayer we can do anything with you Lord we can do anything and so uh, once again we just gather as a final time here in front of this federal building we pray for all those in it we pray for all those collaborating in it for good and for bad uh, perhaps for evil. Uh, we pray for conversion, for circumcision of hearts that need to be circumcised, whether it's we pray for our, our brother Bruce Love and, and Dale Steinberg and the Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania. We pray for their conversion, Lord. We pray that through this victory today that the pro-life movement will be emboldened and that more will come out, more will get involved, be encouraged by this result, knowing that they're fully protected under the law, that they do not have to fear, and that their rights will not be infringed upon as mine seem to be. We thank you for my son, his greatest, the great courage that he had to get on that stand, Amen. proclaim the truth and become the star witness Amen. of the witness that no one could <laughs> refute. And we thank you for uh, the strident, stalwart, faithful wife, my, my bride, Ryan Marie, for her yes to me and 16 years ago, and her love for her family. Hallelujah. I uh, thank you for the McCarthy family who love me Amen. as a son. My Amen. mother, truly my mother, loves me as a son. Amen. And it's thank you all. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, God. Praise you, Jesus, in your holy Praise name. Indeed. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. 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 I'm just uh, so grateful for the uh, the men that he surrounded me. Thomas Moore Society, the best lawyer in the city of Philadelphia. My family. Come on. I'm, I'm George Bailey today. That's <laughs> 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 good enough. I mean, tell us, this has been a long trial. I mean, do you think we ever should have been here in the first place? I asked for them to answer. I, I would just say, you know, uh, I'm just grateful for the justice that we, we feel finally served. So, thank you. Yeah. So, Peter, yeah, sure. to ask you, yeah. I mean, uh, well, first, say and spell your oh, full sure. name for me. Uh, Peter Breen, B-R-E-E-N, Executive Vice President, Head of Litigation, Thomas More Society. Uh, from day one, this case uh, has been an intimidation tactic by the Biden Department of Justice. We've, uh, you know, we had put forward uh, a very strong legal case, which, which should have never reached trial. And then what the jury heard in there were, was the factual case, why Mark uh, was totally innocent of these, uh, these charges. Uh, this matter uh, is one that uh, never should have gotten the attention of the Department of Justice. Our hope here is that a message was sent to Washington, D.C. to stop this harassment of sidewalk counselors who are just trying to provide alternatives to those who are uh, facing an abortion decision. Uh, and I hope, again, this will be one of those uh, points where uh, a change is made. And so no one else will have to suffer the, uh, the same way that Mark and his family have had. To
right here in the United States of America. But you know what? This has been some wickedness that has been brewing for a long time. And it's almost like Satan knows that he's at his end. His his terror, his reign, and him doing he's it's almost like he's doing all he can do and he's whipping people up in a frenzy and stirring them up and uh leaders uh uh the uh, supposed leaders of this world are just uh you know just going tyrannically wow but you know what god gets the end god gets the win in the end and everyone on god's side wins now you know it biblically there was a situation that happened um with uh Korah, a man in in the bible who felt the need to come against god's people and he thought he was honestly he thought he was doing uh his just due uh to take his turn because he felt equal to the rest of them and uh, he ends up offering strange fire. Uh, he told, came to Aaron and Moses like, "Hey, you, 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 are acting like you're better than the rest of us, and we can do whatever you do, and we're gonna do it our own way." And uh, I'm, I got many people following after me. And in a in a span of a night, he got thousands of people to to, to follow along with him. But how many know that when God orders something, what God covers you, when God is with you, he's more than the world against you. And Coradim began to uh, offer up strange fire to, to the Lord, and the Lord did not accept it because he chose who he wanted to come, who he wanted to speak and deal with the world through, which was his servant Aaron and Moses and, and them. And and God opened up the word the earth and swallowed them up and all those that dared to go along with them in that uh, wicked defiance. And I just say all that to say, the Bible also says, if the righteous shall scarcely make it in, wherein will the ungodly be? If we that are living all we can to live for Jesus Christ are just gonna barely make it in the the, the heaven, I mean we we ain't none of us can boast and brag on uh, how strong our walk of salvation is. None of us can do that, and if we living all we can live for the Lord or barely going to make it in. What's going to happen to all of these wicked people that are trying to, uh, trying to uh, indoctrinate our children? In fact, the Bible talking about it's better that a millstone be tied around their neck than for one to offend one of these little ones. Jesus said, suffer the children to come to me. And this man of God professing Christ is trying to save babies, one saving many, no doubt, 
from being a part of the 60 plus million babies that have been murdered since Roe v. Wade. 60 million. Now, thank God it was overturned federally, but it still is left in in uh, the state's hand, and many states uh, have decided to go on and, uh, and allow it to go on from whether it's the heartbeat bill in Georgia uh, that uh, allows uh, the murdering of them, at, at, you know, at a young, at like several weeks old, or whether it's in in these left-leaning states that are, you know, just full blast, you know, murder all you want. Even some pushing for afterbirth. Yeah. To deliberate with the, with the doctor on whether, um, <laughs> you know, to deliberate with the doctor on whether they should end uh, terminate the baby's life uh, right there on the table or not. And you know this is wickedness and all manner of perversion, but a lot of it has been exposed, I mean, have been covered up for decades. And But we're going to play a video uh, of, uh, oh my goodness, what is her name? Um, Uh-oh, maybe that video... Looks like they don't want me to play that video. We're gonna we having some pushbacks on this video. I don't know. We'll see if we can get it to play though. Um, but Shirley Temple, um, at a mature age, Shirley Temple was, uh, you know, did an interview, and in her interview, uh, she began to expose, uh some wickedness that was, you know, you know, uh, crimes against humanity that was going on. And, uh, she was a, a victim, her own self. And she's, uh, joined, I forgot what his name is. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, on the interview, but we're going to go ahead and play this and shout out to Mickery Sherman, uh, and Vicky uh, Masti, who originally uh, shared this video. And uh, everything you should be able to find in the description of the show if you guys would like to uh, grab these uh, uh, links and share them uh, and let others know about them. Or you want to just share our, our show, you're welcome to do that. I'm 12 years old, you know. Said he was an exhibitor, and I'd never seen anyone naked before, except myself. So I had no clue about what was happening, and um, so it struck me so funny. I laughed at him, and I laughed uproariously. I had tears, you know, and he got infuriated. When I left Fox, I went to MGM for one picture. Thank goodness, only one. And when When I left Fox, I went to MGM for one picture. Thank goodness, only one. And when I got there with my mother, we were separated. She went into the office of Louis B. Mayer, and I went into the office of Arthur Freed. And he was going to talk to me about a, a movie he wanted to put me in. I'm 12 years old, you know. And I thought he was a producer, but instead he was an exhibitor. And 
I'd never seen anyone naked before, except myself. So I had no clue about what was happening. And um, so it struck me so funny, I laughed at him. And I laughed uproariously. I had tears, you know. And he got infuriated. And he said, out, 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 go. Did so you I, tell your mother? Well, I went down. I was very quiet. I went down and met her in the lobby of the administration building. She came out very quietly from Louis B. Mayer's office. And we walked hand in hand silently to the car, which was unusual. We got in the car, driving home. I said, Mom, you won't believe what happened to me. And I told her what happened, and she got kind of quiet. And she said, well, you don't know what happened to me. <laughs> and Louis, Louis B. Mayer wasn't as bad as, as Freed was to me. Tried but to... he came on to my mother. <laughs> and so we... Can you please, can you believe that right there? Larry King, that's his name. I couldn't think of his name for nothing but for nothing but Larry King on the Larry King show. The late Larry King. But that was the mom's her mom's response. And just imagine how many parents have, you know, left their children in the hands of men like that just for the opportunity um, of striking a deal for the love of money. Now just think about it, have, how many stars have been created and made and then all, all of a sudden they're left in the hands of a monster. I would say that's, you know, that was the grace of God. That was miraculous um, for her to come out of that unscathed. We're gonna go into this, uh, go ahead and go into this next video. Um, that was dropped um I guess, yeah it was dropped a day or so in uh apostolic conservative group and they may have ticked somebody off uh, oh i ticked them off one another over there on uh on the fast faces book uh fascist book laurie swan posted uh, this next video about if you had questions about CERN before this uh, might answer them. Check out this video. This is the city where Satan dwells in. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 13, the Bible says, I know where you live where Satan has his throne. Yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me, not even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city, where Satan lives. Well, if you look up the martyr of Saint Antipas, you'll see that it was under the reign of Emperor Nero, in a city that is now known as Geneva. And if you're wondering what's in Geneva, you'll find the company CERN, whose main mission is to create the God Particle, attempting to split the veil between the supernatural and natural realm, possibly opening a supernatural portal to the underworld. So is it a coincidence that the Bible mentioned that? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I've heard about CERN uh, before, 
I just have not really uh, deep dived into that. Maybe I will, but I definitely want to get the information out there. Maybe uh, one of you uh, are, you know, very versed in that and, and familiar with it. You're definitely welcome to, um, you know, mention it or uh, reach out to me, uh, shoot me an email or something. You can uh, reach me at apostolicconservatives.com uh, and as you register. Uh, for our email list um, and you can also um, just email me at willjones at apostolicconservatives.com I do welcome your emails I want to give a, a shout out to first time keeper thank you uh, for co continuing to sh support uh, the apostolic conservative show we appreciate the love please continue to uh, let others know about uh, us and the information that we're uh, getting out there to the masses. And uh, it is our strong desire. We got a, f a few more things to get into if you bear with us. Um, wanted, to wanted to make sure I give a, a shout out to Ann421. Uh, a big shout out to you. We thank you so much uh, for continuing to support. Uh, the Apostolic Conservative Show. As we continue to scroll on. Actually, definitely, we want to go here first uh, to remind you that there's a 2.0 in the house. The My Pillow 2.0 commercial. Promo might not be on the screen until now, uh, but you can go ahead and uh, jump in on that uh, special, that New Year's special, when you uh, use promo code APCO Show, A P C O Show. Go ahead and get your My Pillow 2.0. Uh oh, we got we got stuff missing off off here. Uh, did want to bring up this Georgia police officer resigns after being put on leave uh, for Facebook post on traditional marriage. I mean, what is up with that? Why, uh, you know, this is just it's crazy, it's nonsense when people 
uh, are losing their jobs over something like that because they said that they believe in traditional marriage on Facebook because he said he and let me say this this is this is what drives me you know almost drives me crazy not really drive me crazy but almost just makes me think about it. like they're supposed to get us to believe that and I'm talking about the left and the Marxist people that uh, will tell you that a man can get pregnant and all of this stuff with their transgender agenda uh, that are going after our little children and stuff, trying to indoctrinate them and want to dance in front of them uh, with men with with no clothes on and look at dressing like women and, and 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 as though it's supposed to be okay but they're trying to get us to believe that they they can hold duty in office without imp any partiality which indeed it makes me think about as many of them that that show so much hatred towards us because of our traditional values, our traditional biblical values, and they hate us and don't want us to express our values, but yet we're supposed to think that they don't have any biases. When they when they get in, in, in office and get a political authority, their, their speech betrays them because... Uh, they they push this ideology uh, that hey we can be we can be non uh, we can be non biased or we won't be biased when we get in position of authority over you because you think that way when they don't even want us to to think according to our own biblical values and then they attack us at every chance they get more and more as time goes by. And so it's ridiculous that this po this uh, po police officer would have to resign because of his view that he just happened to use his freedom of speech and spoke out on social media about it. Just because he spoke out and believes that it's, that it's traditional marriage for a man and a woman to be together doesn't mean that he cannot exercise his duty, exercise the law. But for some reason, they have it in their mind that it, this can't be done because we have our religious values that we cannot uphold the law and, help, uh, and, and, and go by the law and maintain our values or to be able to speak about our values openly. It is ridiculous. But yet they continue to attack, to attack, to attack. But we have to continue to to stand on our values. And uh, it's crazy, but this is what's going on. So I know a lot of you guys probably want us to uh, talk a little bit about what happened over in Memphis, um, what the news that dropped over in Memphis uh, we're having reports that the incident actually uh, happened a, a while back, but Wyatt 
uh, posted this saying, remember when you made all the white cops quit? Enjoy your new police. And so uh, if you've been hiding under a rock or you've been just somewhere and you, you know, hey, we didn't, you know, you didn't know what happened up in Memphis. Uh, well, there were about five black guys that beat another black guy to death. Um, he was resisting arrest. We don't see, they haven't released the whole video, but we know that there was some resisting of arrest, but it should have never ended in them beating him with the batons like he did. But they have, uh, the left have twisted it now to say that, uh, that the end of, that this is another uh, depiction of white supremacy. Yeah, that's that's been the story that this is another uh, <laughs> depiction of white supremacy because all uh, because us black folks have been so pressed so long that we've taken up the mantle of the slave master. And I kind of would have to say that might be the Democrat Party that they might be talking about. Uh, uh, I know it might offend some, but when you go to talking about defund the police and what happened up here in Memphis, like many other major cities, when the great push uh, in 2020 uh, and the pandemic took place, you had tyrannical leaders or Marxists that have been uh, installed in places across the co uh, country uh, from attorney uh, generals to uh, district attorneys, mainly sponsored and funded by uh, none other than George Soros all across the country that he has funded them to push this this ideology of defund the police and so when and when they stop having the police back qualified officers said you know what i've got a good record as an officer in my tenure so i'm going to take my little fanny and I'm going to go to another area. We're just going to move because it's getting in this area is getting too wild. And we're just going to go somewhere else. And y'all police it how you want to. And what they did is because they were losing so many. And we covered this back in 2020, 2021. Memphis was one of those places where they were losing. They were hemorrhaging uh, police authority officers like never before like austin texas and other places they were just losing officers that were moving away and said we're not just gonna put ourselves and our families on the line i'm not finna go to jail uh for the slightest situation because y'all don't have our back and memphis and other places started to say well oh it's getting ugly now it's getting too bad we we need some authority we need some police here and and because they still refuse to pay people that what they did was is they just lowered the standard have any of you seen the lowering of standards before or heard that before i mean like the educational system where they don't just encourage kids to 
to to study harder or, or that they can overcome they they apply themselves and try to accomplish things what no what they do is they take the test and make the test more simpler and 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 then they, they if if that's not enough uh, then they go into gentrification and all of these different things right here uh to uh to really mess with their minds. Well, this is what happened with the police authorities. And they lowered the standard. They lowered it where any people with, with you know, criminal backgrounds could actually uh, become police officers. Uh, and, you know, they don't, they, they release criminals that, uh, that, have just committed violent crimes and stuff throughout these cities. They've done it. These district attorneys have given them lesser charges and released drop charges after they've, they, people have robbed people, murdered people, and, and they release them back out on the street. Give them, give them, uh, you know, a little light, uh, uh, plea and give them probation and all these things. Then they go back out there immediately and commit another crime. So then th these situations are happening right here. So now I uh, shout out to Wyatt for bringing that uh, up uh, because this has been something that has taken place around the country. So uh, Brian, uh, best I can see is Kenzie was originally in this tweet uh, said this Tyre uh, Nichols or Tyree Nichols video should truly uh, discuss every American. Yeah, and I'll just, I mean, you can see what is going on. Well, actually, for our podcasters, I will read it uh, that are listening so, because they do not have the opportunity to read it. Uh, but it says the vast majority of police are good people, but police brutality is a massive problem in this nation. Violence won't fix this, but we need justice for Tyree, Tyree uh, from the Memphis police. And uh, I believe with the spotlight of the world, um, that justice uh, will come, uh, spotlight on them we're going to keep it moving though uh to this next video ultra uh maga party comes out with another epic video and bannon war room shared not rule out american troops on the ground and i sure as hell am not interested in a nuclear war with russia first strike first strike these people are insane you know we don't rule out uh first use Nuclear. First use. Nuclear. They take about 30 minutes to reach their target. So do theirs, right? This is not an exercise. Over 300 missiles inbound now. Do you know we don't rule out uh, first use nuclear? First use. Nuclear. Versus nuclear. Question. How fast is this new Russian missile? Did you see that? 
neither did I. You know why? It's so fast. Even the photographers don't seem to be able to follow this thing. That you had Democrats on the show right before me being quoted as saying we need to be tougher. I support that and I appreciate that. I think they they represent the fear that we have, the realization that we have in the Congress. Anyone who would propose or even consider what he is saying as an option must be insane, a sociopath, yes. or a sadist. Because let's just understand here. So he's saying, let's go and launch a nuclear attack that would start a war that would destroy the American people, our country, and the world, and oh, also the Ukrainians, so that we can save Ukraine's democracy. Mr. President, the courage of Ukrainians presents us with an opportunity. As the war approaches its second year, Congress must once again lead the administration to ramp up military aid to Ukraine to drive toward victory. We should all want Ukraine to win the war. Lately with this nuclear war stuff, I have been having anxiety attacks. Uh, and I started having one at the start of the last segment when I looked at the news and was about to cover it. I, I just couldn't do it because I have children and I'm pissed off. And there's a really good chance we're all going to die. And I'm I, I'm tired of this, and I'm sick of the New World Order, and I'm sick of the criminals that run Washington. <sighs> See, I'm sort of, and, and, and I'll tell you, it's because I'm not turning this desk over, and I'm not smashing stuff. Because that's what I really feel like doing. But instead of doing that, we need to just take a deep breath and just pray to God to cause a global awakening, which is starting to happen, and that we just have peace. This is not hyperbole. You may think that it is, but there's something huge going on. Just think about it. There are a group of, <laughs> excuse me, sadly, Americans that look for nothing but their self-interest in leadership and politics. They do little or nothing uh, for we, the people. They don't mind uh, causing wars or creating situations to make it look as though uh, there has been an attack so that they could push and start a war that would allow them to enrich their friends, their buddies. They call it a military uh, complex uh, syndrome, if you would. But this is going on, and they continue to do it because for much of our country's existence, like many others, we have been beholden um, to the World Bank system. And that system seeks to encourage and manipulate war, which costs a lot of money. And then in these wars, they borrow a lot of money to go to war to send us to war 
our children's to war while they themselves, if they do have children that are of age to go to war, then they they choreograph situations for them to be in to make sure that they come back. They're not being sent to the front line. Sadly, there, there have been many families that have enriched themselves, that have been brought up in the swampy system. Many just enriched themselves off of the backs of people. And this is why I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. They're, uh, they, they act as though they're fighting against each other most of the time. But in, in, but yet, they actually are looking for war on both sides of the aisle. Because every uh, bill that gets pushed to, to, to raise funding to send to another country, to go to war in another country, comes funding because they have to ballet with each other over uh, what's going to get sent, how much money is going to get sent. And it always seemed to be that they always get their pork in the bills where they end up on the left. They're able to push their um, their woke agenda into places that traditionally would not go for this type of stuff. They have more of a biblical style moral standard when it comes to that. And some places even more stringent stringent than uh, than biblical uh, 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 scripture shows such as over in uh, in a lot of the Islamic countries where they wear the the I don't know you, you the 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 veils or whatever you want to call them over their faces the women while the men do what they want to and how they want to and and practically women dare not say anything but anyway they push funding into these areas when there's wartime and then you have those on the right uh in leadership uh, that are, you know, pushing funding uh, to their different construction companies, different military defense uh, systems and companies that make them. And they go out, the, they, they send them over there. And, they, and so both sides are sending people over there to push funding over there. And especially when it comes to rebuilding uh places but did it ever surprise you that every all of these places were supposed to not want uh united states in their country but did you ever notice that it did it all it always seemed like when we started saying or we had you know we had obama or somebody saying we're gonna pull out we're gonna withdraw troops did, did it ever surprise you and make you think something just didn't seem right when those situations would happen? And then they would, as we're withdrawing, they start to attack us. You would think that 
if we're withdrawing that, you know, they would think like, hey, they getting up out of here. That's all we want. We want them to get out of here. But it's almost like every time we start to draw something, there will be a tech take place. Well, then you find out and you understand when you dig deep into this thing, you understand that we were funding a lot of the terrorists. We were sending them money. Obama, in his own words, and we played the video uh, a couple of years ago, in his own words, uh, talked about they funded ISIS. They created ISIS. And then he comes back and calls them JV. But he created them with, with our funds, with our tax dollars. And that type of stuff uh, continues to go on. And we've got to continue to get people in, uh, in office that will fight against it. I want to remind you guys of another sponsor of ours, our newest uh, sponsor, MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. You guys can call that number below or you can go to the website. You can get huge discounts on your order of honey. Uh, and they are very reasonable. You want to check that out because they, they're very reasonable as they are. But to get our uh, discount with with our promo code APCO show, A-P-C-O show. And the thing about it, if you can look, these honey bottles are ultra MAGA. They're ultra MAGA. Look at them. The Don himself on the bottle, Donald J. Trump. We're going to roll right on into this other infomercial. Please keep in in mind Mindset Wellness uh, with Dr. Jim Meehan. He uh, will be on our show every third Thursday of the month at 4.30. Um, so guys, be looking out uh, for him, and they have great uh, products over there. And uh, we just uh, we're looking to get started with one other um, doctor that'll be supporting the show. When you guys um, check them out, we appreciate it. Let's go on over to Doctor uh, Peter McCullough on info. Oh, something happened to the video, so let's give them Nancy. Over on the Babylon B. They are hilarious. Babylon B keeps you cracking up, man. That he is so Nancy. <laughs> if y'all y'all didn't know, Nancy Pelosi, uh, there was a report put out that she uh called in the exorcist, you know, because she's supposed to be Catholic. And so she called in exorcists to come to her house and uh, cast the devil up out of her house. And now I don't know whether she's caught, she's thinking about since that man came there, uh, the left leaning, uh, the the leftist nudist uh, that attacked uh, 
that attacked uh, her husband, uh, supposedly. I don't know, man. It's just so much the question about that. I mean, when you watch that video, I don't know. I mean, it's like he's he's standing there, uh, Paul Pelosi standing there holding a, a glass of alcohol to the side, um, out of view, and then all of us, you know, as he's reaching for the guy, with the hammer in his hand, uh, he ends up swinging it around uh, to the uh, per peripheral of the body cam of the officers. First of all, if a person has been a danger to you, it seems like there will be more of a um i don't know like a, a hastiness to get out of there i mean to say help me or you know he broke in my house you know running towards the door holding the hammer and when they when they come there you know they're like uh everything is okay no problem or whatever and then he grabs the hammer from the guy it's just it's just it's just weird how that went down. And then the guy swings, but you don't see you don't see him swinging. You don't see the contact part of it. That's out of view. So I don't know. And then we don't we didn't we didn't see the full the rest of the body cam. We didn't see where they got him the uh the guy, you know, under arrest and them tending to Paul Pelosi, you know, checking the wounds that he received from. We don't see any of that. I don't know. I'm not going to say it ain't it didn't happen, you know, because I will. I'm I'm honest with you guys. Uh, when when I may have gotten it wrong. Um, and so there was a video put out over the weekend where the football player hold on let me uh get the the football player that collapsed died suddenly on the football field and then was revived he put a video out and I and I'm actually looking for that video cuz I did have it and I wanted to to play that because I mean, at this point, when I when I saw this video, I'm like, you know what? I I I can't say that all of this didn't happen. I can't say that, you know, that's not him. And he put a video out over the weekend, uh, Demar Hamlin, and I want to play this for you guys. Uh, because many of you may have saw the episode where I played and they weren't showing his face. Uh, the episode where they, I mean, they they just did not have a video where they were showing his face, where they were showing him talking or anything. Uh, but this video released over the weekend and by the Buffalo Bills. And, hey, you know, I'm going to let it play. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, you know, and it, it appears that I, I got it wrong on this one. I, you know, I thought it was more to it than what 
what I was seeing. And, you know, that's the only way I can see it. And um, I'm going to go ahead and play this video for you guys. Um, hold on. Let me. Get this ready. Not that my brothers have closed out a strong winning season. As I continue to make so much progress recovering, I think it's finally a good time to share a few things. I think it was important for me to wait and speak publicly at the right time, as it was just a lot to process uh, within my own self, uh, mentally, physically, um, even spiritually. It's just been a lot to process, but I can't tell you how appreciative I am of all the love, all the support, and everything that's just been coming in my way. What happened to me on Monday Night Football, I feel is a direct example of God using me as a vessel to share my passion and my love directly from my heart uh, with the entire world. And I'm able to give it back to kids and communities all across the world uh, who need it the most. And that's always been my dream. That's always been what I stood for and what I'll continue to stand for. And with that being said, I want to thank a few people who helped me most directly to get back to this moment to where I'm able to speak to you. The Bills training, athletic, and medical staff, notably Nate, Denny, Joe Mika, Tabani, Dr. Bassan, Dr. White, Dr. Kim, Dr. Mark Feinberg, Joe Collins, Dr. Daz, Marissa, Dr. Musio, Corey Revlin, and last but not least, I can't forget Kels. The University of Cincinnati Medical Center, uh, starting with Dr. Timothy Pritz, Dr. William Knight, and all the first responders who acted swiftly and skillfully to save my life. To all the medical personnel and healthcare providers at both Cincinnati Medical Center and Buffalo General Hospital, Dr. Jamie Nadler, Dr. Ken Snyder, Dr. Levy, and Dr. Chi Kim. To my mom and my dad, who are literally my anchors and my everything, who never left my side the entire time. Uh, to my little bro, who is my why, um, my reason why I strive to be my best self every day. And to all my family and friends who supported me in many ways during this time, um, whether it was showing up for visits or just a single text just to check on how I was doing. To Bill's Mafia, um, I just want to thank you so much for the genuine love and support. Uh, ever since I became a Buffalo Bill, it's been nothing but genuine love and support, not even only for me, but everyone's situation, no matter what it was. It was, you know, Bill's Mafia jumped behind it and gave 110% uh, support, love, no matter the situation. Um, and, you know, with this happening uh, to me, uh, I didn't feel anything short of the love. And it really helped me stay encouraged to get through the toughest moments and the toughest times. I, I really can't thank you enough. To the entire Bills organization, um, my brothers who made it a priority to lift me up spiritually, mentally, and in every way possible, reaching out every day, uh, seeing how I was doing, um, calling, texting, you know, just checking up on me no matter the situation. I'm proud to be a part of this team. I'm proud to be able to, to call you guys my brothers. 
to the city of Cincinnati, the Bengals, and the entire NFL, uh, just for putting team allegiance aside to root for to root for one kid's life and just the, the humanity of a player, you know, that's wearing Buffalo blue. You put humanity above team loyalty. You showed the world unity over division. I'm not surprised by it, but I'm deeply grateful, and I'll be forever thankful and indebted to that. To all the kids who sent me letters and heartwarming gifts, uh, you mean the world to me. Uh, you made my day every day. Uh, you inspired me to keep dreaming big and to just continue to keep helping making this world a better place. It's always been important for me to be a role model, but just seeing the love and the support from the youth, uh, it just it just makes me want to you know give back and and get out in the communities and, and touch the kids and just be that example that they can look to touch, feel, talk to, and know that whatever they dream of, um, it's real. It can happen uh, if you if you stay focused, stay dedicated, uh, stay committed to whatever you got going on, you know, because that's, that's pretty much what got me here. That's what got me in this position. Thank you to everyone who donated in any type of way to the Chasing Them Foundation. Uh, my mind is literally blown away from all the support. Um, I don't even have the words to express the gratitude for the amount of support that was given into that. That was something that was started even way before I made it to the NFL. Something that was started small just to be able to affect my small community back at home in Keys Rocks. Uh, I just wanted to, to be able to play my role and do my part uh, in my community. Uh, as I as I ventured off and to chase my dreams of making the NFL, uh, and you guys have just took that and blown it away, and and I'm so excited for the things that I have planned in the future uh, for these kids uh, all across the country now. While I'm so thankful to everybody, I know that it isn't enough just to be thankful. This is just the beginning of the impact that I wanted to have on the world, and with God's guidance, I will continue to do wonderful and great things. I couldn't do this without any of the support and the love, and I can't wait to continue to take y'all on this journey with me. Well, I tell you, uh, until I see different, I am now a believer that this was a miracle. And why wouldn't it be? I mean, why why couldn't it be? When you think about all of the people around the world that watch the NFL, watch Monday Night Football, uh, that saw this uh, take place. And our first thought was what we really believe, and I still do believe why it happened to him. But at the same time, it also gives hope to many people that were coerced into getting the juju jab, uh, that even though you may have done that, God is all-powerful and can override uh, whatever happened to you. Sadly, everybody doesn't get a miracle. Uh, when she, when Jesus uh, went to the pool of Beth, Bethesda, everybody didn't get healed. Uh, for those of you who might not know the story of that, it was a, uh, uh, in the Bible, it was a pool that somehow got troubled. They believe it got troubled or it, it started stirring up uh, from an angel. 
and everybody that would get into the water or that had ailments that were afflicted would be made whole if they could get into the water first. Well, there was many that were around that pool and there was this one that was that Jesus had a intersection with. Now, this man had laid there for a long time waiting for his healing, waiting to be made whole at that pool, but he couldn't get in. He was he was paralyzed, uh, like from the waist down. He just couldn't get there quick enough. And he said that every time I go to get in, somebody gets gets in front of me. Somebody uh, steps ahead of me. Someone, I, and then when Jesus gets there, he says, "No one, I have no one to carry me. No one to put me in the pool." There's a lot of observation out of that um, story that there. Or people that want to help you, but will not be there forever to help you in the midst of your trouble. And I'm pretty sure many of us have been in some situations where we thought we had some friends that would be there with us through thick, thick and uh, thin, and it just did not work out that way. Well, anyway... He uh, met Jesus, had an encounter with him, and Jesus asked him a question. You would think after all of that time being there waiting, uh, trying to get into the pool to get a healing, that Jesus would know that he wants to be healed. But Jesus, in that moment, asked him, would you be made whole? And it's a question because a lot of people have been hurt so long and been down so long that they can't see themselves being anything else. They can't see themselves overcoming their obstacles. They they can't see themselves living without their, their obstacle, their situation, their crutch, uh, what has been holding them back. In fact, just to, 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 to go a little bit deeper into that, we know that this man had an ailment for a long time, but he couldn't he couldn't work because he was waiting at the pool to get his healing. So how did he survive? No doubt he would have had to survive off of alms or people giving to him. And we see that that is what we see a lot of in our society, even when it look, when you look at unemployment and stuff, it's, it's not that the unemployment rank has get, gotten down to where it was, uh, before the pandemic, or at least down to the point uh, where we were coming out of the pandemic because we understand that under President Trump, we had the lowest unemployment uh, record in over uh, 30-some years. And, in fact, it was said that uh, you must have 
some kind of uh, magic wand if you think you're going to get unemployment that low or before below, um, I believe Obama was saying below 4% because industries were gone and they're not coming back. But to get the state germane with, with the point I'm trying to bring is that many people get caught up on the system of others helping them that they don't even look for jobs any longer. They just stop looking for jobs. And in the United States of America, the way our employment uh, statistics are, if a person stops looking for a job so long, they stop counting it. And so it do, it doesn't count against it or it doesn't make it elevate any further than what it is or any higher. And so uh, the more people that just stop looking for work because they're getting enough assist, uh, uh, government assistance, then they just go on about it and, and it doesn't count. And so it looks like the number is going lower, but in all actuality, what you have to look at is the number of people that are work, working, actually working. Under President Trump's administration, I believe the number was around 150 million people that were working. I recall there were people that was like, hey, you know what? Uh, they had ailments. I mean, they had actual things, you know, that they um, had health problems um, that some people worked with it. And some people, you know, they they it could cause problems either way but they're not everybody can find a job that they can work with that 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 would allow them to have the health problem that they have to work in that uh, in a certain environment in case they have a problem uh, a, a medical problem well there were people under president trump's administration that were inspired they were looking to do better for their lives they were looking like hey these folks offering this amount of money and they can i can do this and um and i can let go of that and i can reach this and i can start a i can might start a business of my own so there were people being inspired to get into the workplace now on the the last two years of this administration, people have been uninspired. Uh, people, in, as, in fact, have been, in a sense, coerced to take money that would, would pay them more than what they would have been working at a you know entry-level job somewhere. And so going back to that moment with Jesus, and the, the man by the pool of Bethesda, he asks him, would you be made whole? Because there's a lot of people that will have to give up the comforts, the free comforts that they have to make it to another level, to experience liberty at another level. And it, it always amazed me that Jesus would ask him that question. And so we have to ask people that question now. Or you will hope the, uh, you know, that the government 
would say, uh, would you like to do better? <laughs> Maybe if we cut back a little bit from you, would you like to do better? But it's it's a it's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. And that's where we're at now. But I tell you, they, these people behind the scenes, they they have created a pandemic that they could uh, really bankroll off of. Let's see if we can get this video going with Peter McCullough on InfoWar. Dr. Peter McCullough. It is a disaster. We've now learned that this messenger RNA looks like it's permanent. The three prime and five prime caps on the end, the nucleoside analog caps, do not get digested by human enzymes. They actually enhance reverse transcriptase by endogenous enzyme called line one. This means that this code is then transcribed into your permanent DNA, then passed down from parent cells to daughters. Which cells. I'm not a scientist like you, but that's quite the feat. They thought that couldn't be done before. Well, and it is, it is, a, it is the biological misadventure of you know, our lifetimes, if not for all time. Messenger RNA is off to a disastrous start. And now all these leaders are proposing that, you know, it, it become part of influenza vaccination, other viral vaccinations, actually therapeutics for heart failure. And I've given commentary on this. This is a disaster. Messenger RNA ought to be black. Yeah, messenger RNA, mRNA, ought to be banned. It, it, it recodes your DNA. And I can't help but remember how we, we all got lambasted back in 2020 when Dr. Uh, McCullough and many others like him, uh, Dr. Um, Jason Dean, who if you guys have not seen that episode of the show, uh, go back and uh, watch uh, episode uh, four. Um, what was it? Uh, what what episode was that? We we it was the last episode. Whatever uh, you're watching this on, whatever platform you're watching it on, all you gotta do is scroll uh, down a little bit or scroll up, however you you say it. Um, but you'll find uh, a uh, segment that we did with uh, J uh, Jason Dean as our guest. And uh, he was ahead of the curve uh, back in 2020, uh, trying to tell people about uh, these juju jabs and, you know, how we needed to, uh, you know, hold some reservations on these, you know, jumping out there and getting it, even though he said that, you know, he's one of them, like many of us, like, if you want it, get it, but you should not get it. Just from everything that we were seeing and the experiment that was about to take place on the American people, we were all screaming it and they were all saying that we were conspiracy theories. Now, now it's not questioned about what is in uh, in those jabs. It is what it is. But the greatest comfort, though, you know, and I really believe this now, and I'm not finna go uh, grabbing a jab. But the greatest comfort we know is that 
all things are possible through Christ. So if you have been misled down that path, all things are possible with or through Christ. I mean, the Lord took uh, dirt, clay, and spittle and made eye sockets, <laughs> made not socket, but eyes and so a person could see, gave them sight. And so with with him, all things are possible. Where if you have had your DNA re, rewrote or recoded, I I believe that we can believe God for the miraculous to take place in your life. I mean, think about this. Damar Hamlin, this, this football player, was dead for nine minutes. He wasn't breathing. His heart stopped for nine minutes. And there he is. There, there he is on the video talking to him. It's crazy. But until I'm proven uh, wrong, that was miraculous. And I do believe my God can do those things. We've, I've seen him do uh, great and notable things before. I've seen them. Uh, I've seen tumors on individual leg right there before I uh, before I sight just disappear, just like go back into normal flesh when it's bulging out while we were praying for them. I've witnessed that with my own hands. I've seen. Uh, hurt. <laughs> I don't know how we say it, <laughs> but I've seen individual that couldn't hardly hear it all out of an ear. You could snap your finger. You could move, make sounds right next to his ear. You he could you, he could not hear. But after we prayed for him. God restored his ear, his hearing right there. I've seen these type things. I've not seen someone raised from the dead yet, but I know of many others that have. And I have no reason to doubt that. And if if nothing more, I have the word of God with men that laid their lives down. Gave gave their lives for the what they knew to be truth, and you can say, "Oh well, there are a lot of people that are that are in these false religions or in other religions that will will uh, murder, will you know allow themselves to be crucified, allow it, you know they'll do crazy things, they'll blow themselves up because of what they believe, but there's not one of them." that knew that what they were doing was a lie. No, they just, they were all deceived. But these were men that walked with Jesus Christ. 
talking about the apostles, the disciples that walk with Jesus Christ. They saw him dead. They saw him come back, resurrected. They saw him and handled him afterwards. These men were with the guy and co was convinced and were willing to lay down their life for him. And we have that testimony in the scripture that they were willing to do that. So we need a revival in our land. And that revival is coming. It might be that we have to go through some tougher times. I don't know. But there's several different things that are going on right now. Our financial system, as we've known it, could, in the matter of three months, completely change. The fiat currency that we've been using, the petrodollar, could be displaced at any moment. They are actually doing trial runs with different currency now. This was in the new, in this one point, uh, not the 1.7 trillion, but a bill before that for them to it, it, do trials to see how it will work in different areas. This stuff is happening. And you know what? They don't care if the average individual knows what's happening. They're not going to, in fact, they did everything they could to discourage people from uh, investing in Bitcoin or blo uh, blockchain currency uh, that create created uh, creates um, you know Bitcoin Bitcoin cryptocurrency. That's the word I'm trying to say. Cryptocurrency that's not beholden to the government because they can't control that. And they've done everything they could to attack and publicize as, as though that's the worst thing in the world, which along with gold and silver might be the most uh, protective thing against a, a, gov a, a government that wants to control, wants to manipulate you. Let me tell you something. Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and... Um, those entities, the WHO, who this regime in the United States is bowing down to, submitting our uh, our uh, dominance of, of the the world to them, are basically surrendering us with this ideology of wide open borders which only leads to destruction of our country because there's no country that can have open borders. You're not just going in the other country. You're not just going into other countries and getting benefits from them. I'm talking about benefits 
that uh that you can stay at home and do nothing off of. Although I will say that many people that come here to the United States, they haven't been spoiled like uh, many of us have with our, you know, children growing up with video games and enjoying all these aspects of life and not having to work and just doing what they want to do and and then getting the opportunity of Uncle Sam giving them more uh, allowances. And that's practically what Uncle Sam want to do uh, when you look at uh, the infiltration by Marxists is they want to be the parents. They want to be the parents and give them allowances. They want to give all of us allowances where we are subject uh, to their authoritarian leadership. And if we don't do what they, they want us to do, then they will take away our authority or take away our liberty, our freedoms, there are a lot of things that are going on now that we have to be aware that if they are implemented against us and they'll always be under the guise of for our protection or for our benefit. But then we find out later, just a little bit later, just a matter of months, we start seeing the negatives of the implementation of these rules and these regulations and that's why we got to push back all right um <laughs> it's crazy how things are repeating over again so now we have fires starting to happen in chicken plants how in the world are there fires continuing to break out in chicken plants just so happened while we're in the midst of a shortage of uh of eggs there's a whole nother story with that just like reproduction and uh in america in, in americans and and people around the world is going down a lot of us thinking what we're getting fed and a lot of doctors, there's scientists that are talking about it, not just us thinking it, but there's there are actual scientists that are saying things that they are putting in the food, possibly what they're gr they're growing uh, for the chickens to eat, uh, causing them to, to lay less eggs. But here we are. We'll go on into this article right here. by the Ross, uh, Ross, Ross, Ross alerts breaking multiple firefighters are battling a massive fire at an egg farm, Basra, Connecticut. Multiple fire departments are responding to a massive tree alarm fire at Hillendale Farms where thousands of chickens There's a huge fire going on or something. Is this? Is it a 
So another fire engulfs a chicken plant. I can't I, I just don't understand. I mean, what is going on that all of that you know, back in twenty twenty one through twenty twenty two there had been hundred over a hundred something different fires and explosions and different things that were happening at chicken plants to cause these crises. Um, I mean, and and just think about it. How many of us lived on chi- on eggs? I mean, think about it. those in in the in the the welfare system. And um, we, my parents, we weren't. My dad refused to get on it. We was poor as all nowhere, but he worked uh, he worked as hard as he could to provide for us. And but we we never was on on uh. Uh, food food stamps or anything like that and but uh, many families and we because we were poor we lived on <laughs> on eggs <laughs> eggs rice you know bread and how do you know how about that now we're paying seven eight dollars for eggs four five dollars for loaf of bread and but it it might get down to the nitty gritty. Now this trial, where they're experimenting with the financial system, uh, is supposed to last about three months. It, matter of fact, General Flynn, if you watch the uh, the interview or the press briefing that we streamed um, from. The Reawaken America tour, it was not um, live streamed uh, with the the main feed from the Reawaken America tour, but he gave us a media uh, press briefing, and uh, by the grace of God, we we were able to be there, and he talked about that within the uh, uh, within the press briefing. So you guys want, might want to go back and look at that and check it out. I know we are we are um, dealing with some technical problems. It's not a, it's not on our end. It's on on at least Rumble, and it looks like maybe some scenarios going on on Cloud Hub as well. I don't know if they're, you know, it's the same problem that's going on, but there seems to be some problems with viewing uh, uh, those viewing us over there. But anyway, it's something going on. This little app, normal, and uh, I don't know why it, it it is going on. Like like the views are just the different on. Earlier, after the interview with uh, Jason, Doctor Jason uh, Dean, there were like multiple streams of our show on Rumble, 
And I'm like, what the world? And they had different, uh, like, amount of views on each one. And I'm like, what the world is going on with that? And many of you may know they, at least on Rumble, they had some problems on Friday going into the weekend where um, it was uh, like, like it w it wouldn't stream, and then it it would just it just had all kind of quirky stuff going on. Speaking of the Reawaken America tour, um, I'll click a video and it will not come up, and uh, we'll just <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> oh my goodness, but. If you guys would like to uh, make it to the Reawaken America tour, um, you can join the Reawaken America tour where you'll get to meet patriots like General Flynn um, and so many other patriots. Uh, we're looking forward uh, to the Miami uh, trip where uh, we're going down there. But if you would like to get tickets, you can go to uh, time to free america.com and purchase tickets there and use promo code APCO show for huge discounts. APCO show. So far on the Reawaken America tour, our past featured speakers have included Mel Kay, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, Dr. Dave Martin, Charlie Kirk, Don A. Clement, Stella Emanuel, Owen Schroyer, Alex Jones, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Karen Kingston, Chad Prather, Praise and Worship Leader Sean Foyt, Pastor Archer Pulowski, Seth Holhouse, Dr. Judy Mikevitz, Alan Keyes, Melissa Tate, Pastor Leon Benjamin, Mike Lindell, Eric Trump, Pastor Mark Burns, and Vandersteel. Dr. Richard Bartlett, Ian Smith, Pastor Dave Scarlett, Gene Ho, Mike Adams, Simone Gold, Scott McKay, Dr. Christian Northrup, Amanda Grace, Dr. Mark Sherwood, Anna Kate, Del Big Tree, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Andy Wakefield, Dr. Jim Meehan, Lee Dundas, Dr. Eric Naputi, Alfie Oaks, Pastor Todd Coconato, Floyd Brown, Sheriff Richard Mack, election expert Seth Keschel, Pastor Phil Hotzenpiller, Attorney General Ken Paxton, Dr. Rashid Batar, Sam Sorbo, Senator Wendy Rogers, Sheriff Vic Rigolato, and you're going to absolutely love this event. Whoa. And remember, folks, it's the Great Reawakening versus the Great Reset. All right. Remember to use promo code APCO show when uh, you go to Thrive Time or Time to Free America. And we appreciate that support. All right, Seth Keschel gave us information or that was forwarded from an election wizard that Maine GOP House Chair Demi Kazunas for supporting Ronna McDaniel's re-election. If you didn't know, Ronna McDaniel was re-elected as the RNC chairperson and they will not get another dime from me because she has not fought uh, for us as I believe that 
she should have and could have. <laughs> All right, guys. Here with uh, Pastor Coconata, finally getting the opportunity to speak with him, and he took his time out of his big, busy schedule to sit down here with us. And um, we're just so grateful for men of God like him that are just willing to speak up and stand up. And you guys know that's why we originally started the Apostolic Conservative Show because there there's a a group of Christians that have not uh, been alert or awake to what has been going on because this battle is against, it is good and evil. And we've got to stand up and continue uh, to, to, to push our values, to represent our values and, and have leaders like him that will stand up for truth and speak the truth regardless of the consequences. Mm. And we need more of that in the United States of America and across the globe. But I'm excited to have you here today. Hey, well, so thank you so much for coming oh, on. Oh, man, what, a, what an amazing introduction. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> hey, man, you know, we're just trying to do our part. And uh, there's, there's, listen, we prayed. I mean, the lines out here were like, you know, three hours. We were sitting there praying with people. And all glory to God. I mean, there's the full-on revival happening wow. here today. Yeah. yeah, and then there's baptisms in a few minutes. So I, we're gonna yeah, do the, I heard. You know, so a lot of people don't see what's going on, and then they read in the media, you know, and they hear all these, like, bad reports, which, of course, that's what the media did. They did it to Trump the whole time he was in office. Yes, sir. Uh, but, you know, somebody needs to report on So I'm glad what you're doing because we need to report on what's actually happening. You know, and they're, they're, I even went to, like, a Christian conference, and they said, hey, I heard you speak at that Reawake America tour. Why do you go there? I said, do you guys realize how many people get baptized? Hundreds and hundreds of people baptized and coming to know Jesus. And so, you know, it's hard for me not to go. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, three to four hundred and uh, over four hundred. Everywhere The last go. event that I was at. Yes. And in uh, and, and other places, I, didn't, I just didn't even know how the, the count was until right. the last time I was there. I, I waited See around. for yourself. And I saw for <laughs> myself. I mean, because, you know. At, at different events, uh, de depending on the location, right. we're set up in different places. And so yes. if you're not in the right position as far as in the media, yes. you may not get to see That's what is true. all happening. That's true. And that last event up in uh, Mannheim, PA, yeah. Yeah. over 400 and some people right. getting baptized. Exactly. It, was, it blew us away yes. because we are people that believe in being baptized. That's right. You know, And so right. to see that and to see you guys... Uh, exercising that in the word of God and just going forward. Yes. So thank you so much for that. Oh man, all glory to God. I mean, it's, yeah. How did this, you getting involved in this movement gets, get started? That's a good question. Uh, yeah. I, it just is the Lord. You know, I mean, what happened was I was pastoring in California for 17 years in Los Angeles. Oh, And okay. um, the Lord moved my wife and I out to Nashville. We come out here there's a bombing. I don't know if you remember that. Remember the big Nashville bombing that happened? Yeah, yeah. with the U-Haul truck. That's right. There's a bombing, and then there's a tornado, okay? And then COVID hit. Oh, so yeah. So we had thought we were coming out to start a church right away, you know, because that's what a pastor does, right? Or what yeah. else are we going to do? Yeah. We get out here, and then all of a sudden all this stuff happens. And here's the craziest thing. All of a sudden we started getting these calls. I have this organization, a nonprofit called the Religious Liberty Coalition. Okay. And so it was an infrastructure that was set up before churches started shutting down and needing legal assistance and needing people wow. to so we had never you know i mean it was, we'd have little issues here and there somebody didn't bake a cake for somebody or you know things like that but yeah. all of a sudden pastors are being arrested in america you know stuff's going 
we're like, whoa, you know, so we had to spring in action and God is so good. He had everything already set up and we we're able to partner with other organizations like ours and kind of form a unified front and come to the defense of pastors and people that are coming under attack simply for having church, yeah, you know, simply yeah. for opening up their churches. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it wasn't like they were doing anything illegal. They were yeah. having church service, you know, yeah. do not forsake the assembly together, brother, that's lay right. hands on the sick. Yeah. Um, that's all these pastors wanting to do. And yet, you know, the government was saying, you can't do that. You're not essential, you know, and uh, praise God, President Trump eventually came out and said, no, church is not essential. But, yeah. you know, there was a period of time. Now, here's what blows my mind. Okay, everybody kind of closed except for a few people during that initial, what, 15 days to slow the spread or something. You know, it's our first pandemic. No one really knows what's going on. And then people started catching on and discerning in the spirit. And wait a minute, there's more to this, you know. So, but there was churches that like a year later, they were still shut Steel down. Shut down. Yeah. I mean, you know, and so it's been a big shaking in the body, you know. Yeah. And a lot of people that went to these churches for a long time, they kind of looked at their pastor and they're like, you know, we can't go to this church anymore because he wasn't willing to stand, you know, in, in that time when, you know, or she wasn't willing, you know. And so that's that's what a lot of people, there's churches like the one we're sitting at uh, where they've grown exponentially because people are looking for bold pastors and pastors that are willing to stand for the entirety of the Word of God in this hour. Yeah. And um, so it, it's, it's an interesting time, but I, I just feel like God is raising up a remnant, you know. There is a group of people in the body that are have an urgency in their spirit yes, and know that the hour is getting later and this is an important thing to do to stand for our faith and you know to, to stand for our freedoms and our rights and our constitution in this country and take back the territory of the kingdom of god and there's a lot of demonization that's happening from the media from even this administration you know where they're trying to say we're dangerous that we're dangerous to, to open a church and yeah, to have yeah. church and to lay hands on but what's dangerous you yeah. know what about the people that are burning the cities down you know that's not, that's not dangerous you know so um, it's interesting i mean while I, they were mainly peaceful protests these, you know there's a, the, the picture of fire burning <laughs> what optics man right but it's just kind of blown my mind will is how many people have bought into the narrative yeah. and you know so there's like two different types of people so I'm going to speak tomorrow here, and uh, the Lord's put on my heart uh, a message of the seven churches. And, you know, there, if you recall in Revelation, there were seven churches. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, the two that I really focus in on are like Laodicea, which is the compromised church. Okay. You know, little leaven leavens the whole lump. They're, they're willing to compromise. And the Bible says, you know, he's going to spit them out. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're and, and we see a lot of that in our culture. And then there's the Philadelphian church that is the empowered church, you know, and they're the ones that are standing... And I really believe this is the group that this resonates with. There is an urgency. Mm. They can see that there's something going on. There is a battle of light versus darkness that's playing out yes. before our eyes. And uh, it's high time the church gets involved, you know. Yes, sir. No doubt about that. So um, where do you see the church in this world the way it is now? Governmental systems where uh, you know they people lied and said there was a systematic system that were to that was racist that was right. destroyed but they're creating a system now yes they are with this regime yes that is spiteful yes that is hypocritical yes you know that is two-faced yes. i mean just all kind all of different of and, and and are going after I mean, just uh, wait. A couple of months ago, during the elections, that we got report of a pastor that was 
protesting, exercising his right. Right. To protest a uh, 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 a an abortion clinic, yeah. a Planned Parenthood. Clinic. Right. We saw all of 2020 protests everywhere, burning up buildings and all this. But because he's out there protesting, they saying the FBI raid his home yeah. with his family, his children, as though he's a hostile individual. Right. Where do you see the church going in in times like this? Because to me, it's either we rise up. That's it. Or we get... We go with the rest of the world. Yes. The rest of the country. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, there's there's a plan right now that's in place. Digital currencies. You know, uh, yeah. you know I, I talk to friends that are here that have had their bank account shut down by Bank America, by, you know, different organizations. Just because they're saying things, you know, speaking out. I mean, Eric Naputi, you know, I mean, there's people that I know that have, have gone through things like that. And um, this is where we're headed is that if you're a Christian, you're speaking about biblical marriage. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're speaking about, you know, gender, things like that. There's yeah. going to be a point where they say, look, if you say that, we're going to either take your 501. We might even throw you in jail. Uh, you know, we're going to close your bank account. Uh, at the Religious Liberty Coalition, we've heard of instances where there was a church that I know that was an outspoken church. The pastor was down in Florida vacationing. He goes to use his ATM and all of a sudden it doesn't work. They closed it down because they didn't like that he was activist in his community. And they wow. said they didn't want to, and so they give you like two weeks to get your money out, and they 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 freeze your. So you could be like out of state, and all of a sudden you have no ability to even use your. So this is this is already happening, but this is where we're going. And if the look, there was a guy named Dietrich Bonhoeffer, okay, and he uh, was in you know the rise of the Nazi Germany Third Reich, you know, and yeah, uh, he was sounding the alarm in that society at that time, and he was trying to warn people what was to come. And the thing is, is that a lot of people didn't have ears to hear. And the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. We're, we're in a similar time period, like kind of wow. like 1930s, you know, Germany, you know, where yes, it, it's sir. building up to something. Yeah. It's at a global level. You have organizations like the World Economic Forum and others that are gathering and planning and plotting our future. And so Christians have to understand what's down the pike. And all you got to do really is just research, listen to their speeches. I mean, you can hear it right from the horse's mouth. We're not making it up. Um, Clay, who does this tour, is actually really good at putting a lot of the yes, links. Yes, he is. You know, and he kind of really does a great job. I mean, it's a lot of research. Yeah. Um, but if you want to do your due diligence, if you're skeptical or you're like, maybe that's not true, you know, this isn't, I know they'll say it's a conspiracy, but the truth is if you just look at, I'm not saying look at our website yeah. or our reporting or what we say. I'm saying literally go to their own site yeah. and see what they're, they're talking about. And, and, and that's why it, it, it looks and appears that we're in the last days of what yeah, we know it's and coming. on this earth. It may not happen on our watch, right? But we we can see how the end is just unfolding yes. oh, very soon. Yeah, yeah. Because when you look at in the individual life, they're just out in the open. Yes, they are. I mean, in our schools, That's right? You know, the kids and stuff. They got yes. people. Uh, Project Veritas just yeah. exposed. Um, down in Georgia, where we're from, and they're going after him. They, I think, they raided his house and all this crazy oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, they did do that a few months. Unbelievable. Yeah, last year, I think yeah. I mean, that poor guy's gone through a lot, and all he's doing is what a journalist normally does. Why doesn't that happen to the people at the New York Times? Why doesn't it happen? It's interesting. They pick and choose, you know. And yeah. so uh, they, they don't like the alternative media. People like yourself, Will, and that's because you're out here giving free speech on free speech platforms, yeah. and that is a threat because if that information gets out. Uh, a lot more people wake up. So, yeah. it's and, and that's the thing. You keep doing what you're doing. 
uh, by the grace of God, and I keep. We I'll need keep prayer. Well, yeah, yeah, we, we'll do it both Thank ways. You, man. And I know you're praying for covering yes, sir. everyone here already. Yes, sir. I can just tell, just talking to you, and just I, I saw this changes that you are a pastor and yes, you. Sir. Have, you have the heart of a pastor. Yes, sir. And I, I really sense that from you and thank, thank you. God for you. Thank you. Um, and so we we have to continue to do what we're doing because there are people, and I hear them often reaching out, and even people that I know that are waking up to things and telling their family, they're like, I'm talking, I heard, I saw what you just said. I saw you, yeah. I showed my, my dad this yeah. right here. I'm trying to show them, I'm trying to show other people yeah. that this is happening. These people That's are right. really doing it. Yeah. These people are really that evil. That's true. Um, because for a long time they've hid it. Very and, much so. But, but, but now it's almost like, uh, Satan knows he has but a short time. Absolutely. And he's hastening. He's trying to do all he can do yes. to do it quickly. Yes. And we have to be strong we do. like never before. That's right. Uh, by the grace of God. That's right. To continue to, to get the word out because people are waking up. Yes, they are. And um, I want to I want to appreciate, thank you hey. for what you're doing. Thank because you. Um, I know you were part of Reawaken America well, well before yeah. I come along, and I've only been around for the last year or so. Okay. But it's because of you guys keeping this going. I've seen it grow yeah. in just in, in the time that I've been here. Come on. And, and more people in, I guess we call them normies. Yeah. Are starting to take and pay attention yes. and realize that hey, what we've been talking about for the last couple of years, we're running out of conspiracies, right? Know, we're, we're conspiracy realists now. Let's go, man. No more things. I mean, you now. see people dropping dead all over the place, man. Yeah. You know, we've been trying to tell people like, look, I don't have nothing to gain by any of these things yeah. other than just caring for people. Yeah. You know, but at yeah. the same time, it's like we care about humanity, we care about life. You know, I want to see my family have the same uh, freedoms that I've had throughout my life. You okay. know, and so. I'm gonna be mindful of your time. Thank and you, so, sir. Yes. so uh, if you would let people know how they can find your church, okay. find uh, the uh, Freedom Liber Religious Liberty Coalition, Religious Liberty yep. Coalition, Coalition. Yep. how they can keep up with you okay. on social media and all, all Thank of that. Thank you, Will. Yeah. I appreciate that. If you, if we try to make it as simple as possible. If you go to Pastor Todd, Pastor T O D D dot org, Pastor Todd dot org, wow. kind of it's really yeah. easy. Yeah. I don't even know how you got. You That's what I'm that. saying, man. That, yeah, that was the law. The only Pastor Todd, no, you know, <laughs> somehow it happened, man. And uh, you know, but it's a, it's a central hub, and it'll show you everything we got, including the Religious Liberty Coalition. We need your prayers. We're in a major battle. Um, you know, it's a David versus Goliath situation. Uh, but at the same time, we know the Lord is with us. So. Now, you you saying in court there's a battle? Oh, there's always, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. we've been we've been attacked from the you know every every side, from the left, from the government, from. And, and for just standing, you know, oh, so, wow. okay. yep. yeah, so we definitely need your, I mean, the Religious Liberty Coalition is on the front line. They're like a tip of a spear organization that's okay. really out yes, there, standing with churches and people that come under attack religious liberty. Uh, so, yeah, we definitely need your prayers, you know, All so right. thank you. Yeah. All right, Pastor Ty Coconata, thank, thank you so sir. much. God bless you. God bless All right, you. Man. Hey. I'm sitting here laughing because... I didn't, I didn't realize I, I wore this outfit back then. I'm just like, 
Like, no, I didn't just walk out of a interview booth or something with uh, Pastor Coconata and walk right back into a studio area. No, nah, it didn't happen like that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The things you see, the things that happen here on the Apostolic Conservative Show. Yeah, we definitely thank you guys. Uh, I won't go through our segment uh, we call A Moment in the Word tonight um, because I we just had a pastor and with that interview going and I, I won't extend the show. Excuse me for that. Um, but what we will do is we will say, please continue to pray for Crystal and I as we strive to do the will of God for our lives, no matter what, as uh, we go forward, we're all in this together. And where we go one, we go all. You can always find the original plan of salvation in your Bibles, in the book of Acts, the second chapter and the 38th verse. God bless you. We love you. And uh, we thank God for you. And I'll just post this right here. Uh, our scripture was going to be coming from Second Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and, he, and will heal their land. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. God bless you guys. Love you. Lord God, shine your light upon their lives. Strengthen and encourage. Move like never before. Meet every need for your glory. In Jesus' name, watch over all of those that are spiritual leaders um, fighting in uh, these principalities, Lord God. And also, Lord God, we pray for those that are fighting for our, our constitutional rights and our liberties and our freedoms to worship as you allow us and, uh, and to speak and be witnesses of your goodness. God bless you guys. We're out of here. President Obama received a Nobel Prize for doing nothing but winning a presidential election while being black, to put it bluntly. And I think he knew it, although he cravenly accepted the prize anyway. Trump and his team and all the people from the Middle East involved in the Abraham Accords received almost no legacy press attention, certainly none that was positive, and certainly no Nobel Prize, even though what they managed was clearly the most significant advance on the peace front in that embattled region since World War II, at minimum.
Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political, special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. 
They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family. Instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks, who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement and we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again.